You're listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast, episode 27. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts every week. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Emily Atkinson. Emily is a software engineer and managing director of Develop Her, formerly Girls in Tech UK. Emily is passionate about encouraging others to learn and has an interest in the crossover of tech and education. She's also a regular speaker at events and workshops. So Emily, can I ask you to expand on that very brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Certainly. Firstly, hi Phil. Thanks very much for having me on the podcast um, today. So I am, as you said, a software engineer. I spent six years working at Moo, the digital and online print company. And in the last month, I moved to Condé Nast. So uh, based in London, and I'm now a back-end software engineer. So focusing on on the platform, which supports all of the websites. Uh, for Condé Nast, it's all the websites running Vogue, GQ, Glamour, and all of the brands that they own. Previously, I was a full-stack engineer, uh, so I worked on the front side of the website as well as doing some mobile development and native mobile development while I was at me. Can you share with us a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to know and probably don't? My unique career tip is something which has only really come to me in the last year or so. Uh, and it's a bit of a strange one. It's not so much a career tip as um, a, a bit of a warning and that's don't get too comfortable where you are yeah if you just because you're enjoying something make sure that you're enjoying it because you're still being challenged because you're still seeking out new opportunity don't trick yourself into thinking that you are enjoying something because you're actually just comfortable with what you're doing uh, and it's a trap I think I know a lot of people I've spoken to a lot of my friends have fallen into where you get into a bit of a rut and then you start questioning you know, whether or not you're still enjoying your career. And actually, it's just that it's time to seek new challenges. Yeah, I think the key to that, of course, is always, as you say, is make sure you have something that will challenge you or sparks your interest. So yes, I can imagine that some cases people will tend to find that their jobs become mundane after a while. It's not even necessarily that they're mundane. You might, as I said, you might still be hugely enjoying it, and getting an awful lot out of your job but in terms of actual career progression you've really got to look and say is where I am going to propel me forward am I going to get everything I want out of this in the next six months next year next two years Uh, and ask yourself those difficult questions and make difficult decisions if need be okay can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience um well I've had some, you know, worst, most embarrassing career moments would be something like um, accidentally messing up a Git merge, which is the version control encoding, and uh, getting to the point where I was quite new in the team and the manager said, okay, everyone, I'm, I'm really sorry. We're just going to have to stop this for this afternoon while we deal with this mess. So 
that was that was pretty embarrassing. Um, but in terms of my actual worst career moment, it kind of ties into my previous career tip, which was not having a game plan and not realizing that I didn't have a proper game plan. And I think it held me back quite a little, quite a bit in terms of actually being able to to push forward and challenge myself properly. And that's a sort of career, just a worst career attitude more than anything. Right. So the the importance of having a career development plan in place, even yeah. if it's not written down, yeah. something that you can refer to even even mentally to understand where you think your career is going. Yeah. And asking people to help you with it, talking to your boss, talking to your peers, talking to colleagues, saying, you know, what are their career plans? What are they aiming for? And then making sure you actually look at your own and think, where am I going? Where do I want to be? Or rather, where do I not want to be? Do you see that as a continual process? Because obviously technology changes, people's opinions of what they want to do changes. I presume it's something you, you personally revisit on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. It's technology changes. I mean, I have absolutely no idea what, you know, what job I'm going to be doing in five years, what, in terms of what the actual day-to-day will be. Uh, but just having that plan in terms of what do I want to be in terms of responsibility in six months? Where do I want to be professionally? You know, what do I actually want to be doing? Having that kind of game plan and making sure that it's something that can evolve with you and with the tech industry. Okay. Moving on from your worst moment, can you share with us an IT career highlight or greatest success and how you were able to achieve it? Uh, My career highlight for a long time was actually achieving my Master's in Computer Science because I came from a non-technical background. I did a degree in philosophy and English and I took the, it was called a conversion master's um, at Birmingham where I studied and I'd had absolutely no experience in programming. I didn't know what it really entailed. I, I took it because I really enjoyed the logic module from philosophy. And I thought, oh, that sounds a bit like programming. And having spoken to a few people that were doing it, they sort of encouraged me and said, yes, definitely. Um, your skill set would fit in. You'll, you'll pick it up. You'll learn it. And actually, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. It was, I found it such a challenge to get my head around software engineering. But once I got it, 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 was, uh, it had that sort of, light bulb moment and actually having that master's was for me still an enormous highlight um the career i think having got over that hurdling and for me getting a foot in the door in a tech career the next step is actually seeing code on production and that's something anyone who works in a product and code will get to see hopefully at some point yes i think the visualization of what you've worked on definitely there's that sense of achievement and feelings that you've You've done something of value. Yeah, you're, you're part of something which other people are using. And fortunately, I think that's something which doesn't stop. You know, every new job you have, every new product you work on, every new project, you get that moment of actually seeing it come to fruition. Yes. Which is good. What one thing excites you about the future of a career in IT? So I'm thinking both from your perspective, but also those maybe who are entering into the industry. For those entering into the industry... The thing I would be most excited about, and which I am most excited about, is the, well, you mentioned earlier, Phil, the fluidity of jobs and the evolution of the whole tech industry, not knowing what's coming up. You know what kind of jobs you can work in. You have a rough idea. You can you can move into tech. You can learn to program. You can go into um, product management, project management. There's so many different streams within tech that you could go and work in. But 
you don't know where that's going to take you ultimately. You don't know what what new roles are going to appear. You don't know what new challenges the industry is suddenly going to come up with, which you'll have the opportunity to pivot into. We're going to move into the reveal round now. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? The thought that I would be able to basically solve puzzles and problems all day long, and it seemed like a very creative industry to be in. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Best career advice I have ever received is not to hold yourself back. And by that, I mean, don't confuse that negative voice that you sometimes have with that of reason and intuition. A lot of people call it imposter syndrome or self-doubt, but making sure that you aren't too hard on yourself and that you, you take a step back and actually don't make sure you're not holding yourself back by listening to negative negative voices and negative ideas. Yeah, that's quite a, um, a personal thing in terms of how you measure yourself. Yeah. Everybody's different. It's, it's personal, but it's something that everyone can apply. And even if you don't necessarily have that negative voice, you can still try and t- talk to yourself as if you were mentoring a stranger, as if you were mentoring someone else. It's, you know, push yourself forward as you would like others to push you. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I'd ask questions sooner. When I started out, I was quite nervous in that everyone I worked with, I started as a graduate engineer and everyone I worked with was more senior than I was. And when people are talking about certain systems or software and they say, oh, you know, do you know what that is? And I think, uh, probably. <laughs> um, but I didn't at the time feel that I could always ask questions it felt like I should make notes and go and look it up and learn it in my own time and actually if I was to begin again I would ask I would tell myself to ask as many questions as possible ask anyone and everyone anything that old adage of you know there is there are no stupid questions but it's so true and you really I I felt I definitely held myself back a little bit by not necessarily being as inquisitive as possible which is something I doubt constantly do I'm always asking my co-workers about something they, they know. I think a lot of people have the fear that they show themselves up if they don't know things yeah. and therefore they won't say anything. But it, it just makes things worse in the long run. Yeah. And actually it might be that other people don't know uh, about a certain topic either. Yeah. And then they themselves haven't asked. Indeed. Very likely. And um, what career objectives are you focusing on right now? So as for career objectives, I've just changed jobs. Um I changed because whilst I hugely enjoyed my previous role, I wanted to pursue more challenges, which is <laughs> kind of what I mentioned at the start, which was not getting too comfortable. Um, and for me, the things I wanted to learn, career objective-wise, I have worked full stack as an engineer. I wanted to understand a little bit more on the DevOps side of things, um, and I wanted to work in a smaller team with more responsibility and a little bit more autonomy. So... My short-term career objective is to get really get my hands on that and get to grips with the, the full stack so that I have a really strong understanding of exactly how systems work and long-term be able to put that into practice, whether it's on side projects or in my when I'm mentoring and supporting other people in their projects. Do you have a longer-term objective? My long-term objective is I'd like... I'd like to be in a position where I'm able to run technology in a team or run technology yep. in a company. 
whether it's my own or whether it's with somebody else or whether it's um, at a bigger company. But my my career objective is to feel that I'm able to go and do that. Um, and in terms of super long term, as I said, I, I'm excited by the fact that the tech scene is always changing and I can't wait to see what is going to open up and what opportunities are going to become available. So I want to be able to adapt within that by being fully skilled and set up so that I can jump into whatever the future holds. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Adapting. So adapting to whatever's whatever comes your way. And that started with switching from an arts degree to a science master's. And then taking the skills that I had learned from previous careers. I used to be a ski instructor. Um, I tutored a lot. Taking those and trying to apply them to a technical role. So looking, taking the, the problem solving aspect from ski instructing and applying it to how do I solve bugs. Um, taking the human interaction side of that and the, the social side of other, pre- other jobs I've had and putting it into working with a team. And I think taking a look at what skills you've gained and what experience you've gained in non-technical positions and applying it to your current situation, whether that's a technical task, whether that's a teamwork task, whether that's a management task, looking in your basket and thinking, just because I don't have experience managing people just because I don't have experience or much experience coding doesn't mean that I haven't got a a toolbox full of skills which I can pull out and apply to any situations to get the most out of them and to help me along. Okay can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? For anyone starting out in their career in IT My advice is to talk to as many people as possible, attend or join forums if possible. When I did my master's, I didn't actually know what kind of job someone in tech did, as Uh possibly ridiculous as that sounds. (laughs) I just thought that programming and I thought that the idea of software engineering was was cool um, and I wanted to understand more about it. But... Uh, I didn't know what a front-end engineer was or back-end engineer. I didn't know what a product manager was or that there were UX designers or UI designers. Um, yeah. And only through, well, starting a role and asking as many people in the company, you know, what do you do? How did you get here? I got to know a huge range of roles and it opened up the opportunity and saying, you know, maybe that, do I want to go into that? Um, I know a lot of engineers who've gone into product management or gone into user experience, or come from design into programming. Just talk, talk to people, and do do research. Not necessarily in a you don't have to in a very intense way, but read around the subject. And don't think your career is going to be stifled, or you're going to be stuck in one career track. The the thing which has excited me the most being in IT has been the opportunity to switch and try new things. I spent about six months when I was at Moo doing product management because I wanted to experience it to see if that was an area I wanted to go into. Um, and the experience was incredibly valuable. Ultimately, I came back and thought, actually, I really enjoy the engineering side more, but I now have skills in a few more skills in product management and a greater understanding of what those product managers do. 
Yes, yeah, so it's always useful to understand somebody else's perspective, isn't it, within the yeah. uh, software engineering process. Mm. And if you're entering a tech career, you don't don't assume that the job that you go into is, is going to be the one that you get stuck in. But likewise, I'd say don't give up. If you if you don't enjoy something, immediately give it maybe six months. Give it a, give it a bit of a try, and at least then. Even if you discover that you don't particularly like that aspect of tech, you'll have a little bit more experience and, as you said, um, a bit more perspective. And finally, can you tell us the best way that we can find out more about you and potentially connect with you? So you can connect with me on Twitter. My handle is EmilyATK or through developher. You can email developher, sorry, hello at developher.org or go to developher.org. We're also on Twitter as developher UK and Facebook as developher UK. We we run a mentoring scheme um, and we run lots and lots of events where I attend almost every single one of them. And please feel free if you you come along to come and say hello or email me beforehand and get in touch. Emily, thank you so much for being on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great talking with you. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's interview with Emily Atkinson. Four show notes can be found on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e27. In next week's episode, I'll be talking with Owen Woods, co-author of the book Software Systems Architecture and also Chief Technical Officer at Endava. If you haven't done so already, please remember to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to get future episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating and review in iTunes or Stitcher about the show. So until next Monday, have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.